Another edition of the Behind the You podcast. We've got Hall of Famers coming in left and right. David Gill. David, thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Pretty emotional experience. I watched the acceptance speech. It, uh, it got to you a few times. How momentous was it? Uh, it's been an amazing uh, experience. You know, something I've been thinking about for a long time. So I was telling my wife, I was, you know, I've been planning the speech for about 20 years now. Uh, and just a lot of people to thank. And it was just a, a great night. I had everybody there that, you know, that meant uh, something to me while I played and, and still do. So it was, it's been an amazing ride and still is. So was it a sense of relief? Absolutely. You know, getting inducted is, is always something that you, you look forward to, or, you know, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment. And I felt, you know, I have a feeling of satisfaction and at the same time, an accomplishment. And it's brought back a lot of good memories. Getting, doing, doing the speech was quite the relief and getting that done. It's been great. So you mentioned in your speech, so I, I need to connect these dots for me. So you were or were not highly recruited. Now, I sense that because you, you, you pinpointed Turtle Thomas happening to be at. Can you elaborate on that story? Because it made it sound yeah, like was, you were uh, was like lucky, not lucky, but fortunate to be found. Is how yes, I, I mean, it. luck, luck and, and fortune. I think they go hand in hand in baseball. Um, but uh, we were uh, it was a senior showcase. And I mean, four of my buddies from Columbus. We drove up there and it wasn't, you know, it's not, wasn't as popular as it is now. These showcases now happen every weekend. So we drove up to UCF and uh, we got up there and, and there's about eight guys, four being my teammates. And, and uh, we started working out and, and ran the sixties and they hit and, and I threw a bullpen. And honestly, the only scout there besides the UCF coaches that were, you know, that were helping out was Turtle Thomas. He was the only guy in the stands besides our family. And my parents really didn't know who he was. You know, he was a tall guy. He looked like a cowboy, had his, his, his mustache and, and it was in shape. And he was, you know, taking notes and had the radar gun out. And, and shortly after that, I started receiving letters from UM. That was it. I mean, that was the beginning. But that was really in the summer going into my senior year. I already had FSU pretty, uh, pretty hot on me and, and uh, coming to see me, coming to see me work out and, and throw some games. Um, so, yeah, pretty much UM was the last one. I had Georgia, Florida and some other schools that were interested. Uh, but I'm glad I, I stuck with UM, that's for sure. Did you want UM? You know what? I, at first, um, they didn't want me, you know, so I was one <laughs> of those. Uh, but no, I mean, I grew up, you know, being watching the Hurricanes play, and I, I'd go to the park, I'd go to Mark Light, and those guys were always around, whether it was in Tamiami, and they'd, you know, play softball in the offseason. you see the UM guys, and you knew who they were. Uh, and watching them grow up, and, and you know, with Ron Frazier and, and Charles Johnson and, and Alex Fernandez, players like that, yeah, of course. I mean, you always wanted to be at UM. Did I think it was possible? I didn't really think it was possible at the time. It was, you just play and, and you try to to do the best you can. And, you know, as people start talking, you start getting recruited, then you start thinking, well, maybe this is an opportunity. But realistically, yeah, I mean, I wasn't thinking about going to UM. And and it was one of those things that just kind of fell into place. So how did we, how do we go from not thinking about going to, this is where I'm going? It was more of, a, I guess, proving to people that I can do it. And, uh, and proving to my, you know, to myself and others around, I mean, you know, you got to, you know, to go to UM, you got to want to be a hurricane. It's a financial sacrifice. You know, they don't offer full rise being a private school. It, it's tough financially on your parents and your family. So, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to prove to myself and my family that I could do it and people around town. And, and you know, at the end of the day, you grew up here, um, the cream of the crop is being a hurricane. And, and that's something that I, I, I wanted to aspire to do and see and take on the challenge. So you mentioned uh, in your acceptance speech something about your recruiting trip with Laser Collazo, your pitching coach. But, yeah. you, had, but you had to pay for lunch, and, and you kind of said, hey, I'm going to show these guys. 
that fell into it um and uh it, it was kind of the same deal when you, you get signed and you, you go into fall, fall practice and you know there are 35 pitchers out there they got to keep 15 or, or 12 whatever it was these guys were highly touted and a lot of guys played for team usa uh over the you know over the break and a lot of guys were you know notable names so yeah i mean it was it was one of those things that you know he was he was a funny story and we still joke about it but yeah i was I was a, I was an afterthought, I guess, on the recruiting trip, and and uh, I you know once he really started taking a liking to me, I gave him so much crap about it. He took me on an official, and he actually paid for my lunch. So, but it was one of those things that it's a challenge. You have to really get out there, and, and uh, like I said in the speech, it's like the Yankees of college baseball at at the time. I mean, you have a guy gunning for your spot, you have to earn a spot, and it's not an easy feat, that's for sure. So, from someone who you know, didn't get that first, you know, had to pay for his lunch, so to speak, on the visit, or even someone who was recruited, say, late by UM, right. to someone who was waiting for the sort of invite into the hall. How do you, can, like, connect those dots from hoping to be there to feeling you should be in as one of the best ever? Uh, it's just a lot of hard work and very, very blessed and very lucky. I think baseball is one of those things that luck really plays a factor in it. It's just one of those things that it's just a culmination of hard work, of stress, of, of pushing yourself and really being committed. And then once finally, you know, I, I thought I had a great, you know, I, I had a great career when I was over, over and done with. And a lot of my buddies got in, you know, a few years later and the guys that I played with. And then, um, you know, some guys started getting getting inducted that I played after me. So I was a little bit in trouble, but my stats were strong. And I felt that, you know, one day I'd be in there. I always get the email that, you know, the, the new inductees have been announced and it was disappointing for, for quite some time. And, and, you know, she always told me to hang in there and, and, you know, still, you know, be a part of the program and, and not, you know, not have a sour, a sour approach to it, I guess. And, and I'm grateful she did because it worked out, but honestly, it, it's funny how it works. The time I was thinking about it, the least uh, is the time I get the call uh, to, to get inducted. And uh, it, it's just been a phenomenal ride. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in 10 Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com. Pretty cool to go in with one of your teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, uh, Kevin was one of those guys that we wouldn't have won any championships or playoffs without him. He was just one of those primetime players. I, I've never seen a guy turn it on um, when it came to the regionals and, and World Series, uh, really, really did excel under pressure. And, and it was just, I think, a, a, a testament to, to really how special things were back then and how good we were. We had, you know, two champions. I, mean, I didn't play on two. I played on one. 2001, they won again. So that whole, you know, all those years, there was quite some talent there. And guys that were hungry, it's not really the talent. When you go to Miami and, and it's not really the talent that, that excels you to be better. It's more wanting it than anything else. Our coaches at the time, you know, Coach Morris, Turtle Thomas, Laser Collazo, Gino, they really push you and they get you ready for that weekend. We have that whole week to build up and, and you know, we go to our scouting, we have our meetings, the coaches push you and and, and it's it's getting you ready for that weekend. If you look at our, our roster, I think the least talented roster out of my four years there was 99. I played with Pat Burrow, I played with Aubrey Huff, Jason Michaels. Those guys were studs. I mean, we had some some solid teams with JD being on the mound and, and pitching. It was just really one of those things that that team really wanted it. You had a lot of guys that wanted a local guys that wanted to to show everybody just like myself that we were pretty good and that we could we could do it. So 
that was pretty much, I guess, the mantra of that of that era was trying to prove people wrong and 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 showing people that you can succeed and, and be good. Yonder Alonzo was on this podcast a while back, but he, you know, a lot of football guys have been on on this podcast and they talk about green tree and competition and the practices are harder than the games. Right. Yonder said the exact same thing about the baseball team and Mark Light that you know practice was intense, the competition was high. You mentioned it already fighting, you know, thirty five guys in camp. It's down to twelve right. or fifteen. How intense was it? Our, our toughest games, and you can ask any of the players, were our scrimmages during the week. That's really when you, when you solidify your spot on the weekend. I mean, we you face lineup like ours that we were facing during the week, and it was it was sometimes you get to the weekend and it was a relief. Uh, we had guys that were that good. You know, you have somebody always behind you trying to get your spot, and and you're trying to take somebody's spot. And when you're at the top, it's tough to stay up there. You do have the pressure. You can't falter. Every weekend is big. And that's something that that the like I said, the coaches, the atmosphere get you ready for. And and sometimes, you know, when you leave the program and you go to the pro ball and stuff like that, some of the situations are easier than you had in college, you know, and in college prepares you for that. But, yeah, by far, our scrimmage games were very competitive. There was a lot of trash talking uh, <laughs> and there was a lot of uh, a lot of attitude going on. That's for sure. Do you remember the first time walking into the clubhouse? Oh, absolutely. As a freshman and what that absolutely. felt like? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the nervousness, the butterflies in your stomach, kind of like a, I don't know, like a, like a little kid in a, in a haunted house, you kind of take your steps and you're looking around and, and making sure you don't get spooked. It's quite intimidating. It's not the, the clubhouse you see now. Um, you know, we had a little locker room. It was small and we were doubling up in lockers. That's how many guys were there. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough. It could be intimidating for sure. How about throwing to the, you mentioned some of those names. I imagine Throwing to those guys early on was might have been intimidating. I don't know. You tell me. No, you know it was intimidating, and at the same time, it it um it gave you some some uh, some confidence. Uh, if you can get these guys out, you can get anybody out. And that was kind of you know, and and it, I mean, if you didn't, and if you made a mistake, they made you pay for it. So it was it was you know it's a double edged sword. You know, it is intimidating, but at the same time, it is a confidence booster for sure when you succeed during the week and, and you're trying to learn from the guys, you know, you try to watch the game and learn from the, you know, from JD and, and some of the older pitchers we had there and, and try to see what they're doing right and try to make that happen when you're on the mound. So in hindsight now, can we, can we laugh at, at maybe did, did Burl ever jack one hard, you know, like did someone just crush one on you that in high, now 20 years later, you, you know what? Like he, he never, he never did. And I, and we got along, me and Pat got along great in college and, and he was a good buddy of mine. And, and, um, you know, I think he kind of, uh, he kind of let off on me a little bit. Pat had that that kind of uh, that talent. He can really turn it on and turn it off. I mean, he would they would have a T drill. I'll never forget they have a T drill and, and they put a T at home plate. And um, those guys were hitting it out of the park on a T, uh, which is pretty impressive on a, in a baseball. So to the point that the coaches say, look, enough of that. We need to work on stuff. So can you start hitting some line drives? And sure enough, they try to hit line drives up the middle. And uh, it wasn't fun defending those. <laughs> but uh, I forget, once they would take off the screen and be like, you know what, I don't just skip my my turn and you can go up there and, and get some. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look back and, and Aubrey and, and Jason Michaels. I mean, yeah, those guys, though you made a mistake, they, they make you pay. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more 
or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. You also mentioned, uh, I guess Alex Santos was there with you, uh, and you mentioned, I guess it's the unique thing about sports, right? There's the relationship that's formed between someone's trying to take your job and also trying to help the other guy to win. He's the win, our team has to win, yet you still want his spot. I mean, you, you know, you got to put the team above yourself. And sometimes that, you know, people, it's tough to do that. It, you know, you have to be a little selfish to be successful. It got to the point, though, that, that me and Alex just push each other, push, push each other so much that it was, we just got along. I mean, we were roommates. Um, he did great in school. He would push me to do good in school. He worked his butt off. You know, Alex wasn't a guy that had a lot of talent uh, physically. He really had to work for his success. Uh, had to work at his at his trade, and and that was a guy that, man, we yeah, we push each other, and and sometimes we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't uh wouldn't get along as much as we should have and stuff like that. But yeah, we still love each other to this day. We it was it was just an atmosphere of you wanted to win, so you know it doesn't matter if you were on the mound or not. You didn't want to have that losing atmosphere in the clubhouse or in the weekend. You know you want to be a part of a winning thing, uh, and if you could participate, even better. You know it was more special. But it was just one of those things that, yeah, you get, you got to put yourself, you know, behind and, and and just, you know, make sure the team succeeds. And that was really the concept of us. You know, every time we, we've had practice, we'd break and we say Omaha. And um, it wasn't just to win our conference or just want just to win the regional. It, it was to go to the World Series and to win the World Series. And that was that was our, our mindset from the beginning, from day one of practice. That was our mindset. You know, I never forget Coach Morris to tell the story that when he got there for the first time from Georgia Tech, Laser asked him, you know, what hotel you wanted to stay in Omaha before the season even started. And that was something that intimidated him and that opened up his eyes, you know, of the type of mentality that you have here at, at the University of Miami is, is, is greatness, is, is to be the best, to be the top. And that's something that it just trickled down for sure to the players and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but once Alex said, right, you know, I would have a rough outing, he'd come pick me up. And, and that's when he really showed me that, you know, this guy cares. You know, besides all the crap of number one or number two or who's the ace, you know, we've seen that year where you had two aces on the, on the team. And it doesn't matter if you're pitching Friday or Saturday or Sunday. You had to do your job, you know, and you have to do it well. So you mentioned he wasn't the most talented, but who is someone on that staff in your four years there that just had, you looked at his arm or you saw him throw and you are like, dang, that guy can smoke the ball. Yeah, we had Vince Vasquez was a, one of our relievers uh, in 99, and, and he had unbelievable stuff. His slider was almost as hard as his fastball, and he'd throw in the, in the mid-90s. Uh, you know, we had guys, you know, Chris Sheffield, Troy Roberson, Brian Walker, Tommy Farmer, you know, had great stuff. I mean, just nice and easy action on the ball. I don't know. You learn from all those guys. You know, you learn what what, what succeeds and what doesn't. And Alex had a good fastball. He was he was kind of sneaky with his motion, his mechanics, and it kind of creep up on the hitters. He had a live ball. But you kind of pick up on things that work, you know, and, and how things go about it. Mike New was our closer in 99, had a, a tremendous curveball. And, and all these guys had different things that you try to pick up. But talent-wise, I mean, there wasn't really one guy that threw like 95 or 100 miles an hour like you see now. You go to the games now and you're like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pitch here. You know, the talent is amazing. The talent level when it comes to the velocity and the, and the pitches guys can throw. I think what we did best, though, was have the the execution to execute pitches and, and have the mentality that nobody's really going to beat you. You know, I've always thought that if you throw a pitch with conviction, it's better than than throwing a, bit, a pitch with, you know, being timid and trying to hit your spot. You know, you'd rather go out there and, and be aggressive. And, and nine times out of 10, I think it works out in your favor when you execute something like that with that type of mindset. You mentioned Omaha was the goal. 
99, you win it all. You had a phenomenal season. When you finally won it, what was that feeling? It was an amazing feeling. Uh, I never forget. We were running out. My head was shaking. Everything was shaking. We were piling on. But it was the weirdest thing. We, we, we didn't want to stop. We got off the bus, and we were like, as players, like, what's next? Because we were playing so well. I think we won. We were like 17-0 throughout the regional, Super Regionals, and World Series um, that year. And it was just that type of feeling that we were just on a, such a high. And it was such a, an amazing accomplishment. Of course, once things settle in and you get back home, you get the attention and, and you know, the newspapers and your family and friends are congratulating you and people on the street you don't even know are congratulating you. You think to yourself, wow, this is pretty special, you know, and, and uh, considering the fact that I went to Omaha three out of four years, I was talking to, to, to one of our other players the other day. I mean, that's not doesn't happen very often. You know, it, it takes, you know, now to get to Omaha now, you don't see a lot of teams repeating there. You don't see a lot of teams going, you know, back to back years or, or even winning it. And these guys won it and. I won in 99 and the other team won in 2001 and, you know, in a span of three years, uh, that's tough to do. And I think, you know, if you look at the, at the game now, it's, it's a testament to that, that it, we were, we were pretty damn good, I guess, back then. I, was, I think it was the, KB was just on here the other day, I think, and Javi made a little cameo. Was it the, I think they said the 01 team, they just, they, the way they said it to me, it seemed like they were extremely confident, even cocky. Like they just knew that they the were o, so The 01 team, I mean, was putting up football scores. Yeah. I mean, they ran through Omaha and they were putting up double digits and shutting teams down. I mean, just an absolute talent of a team. I, I really think, I mean, talent-wise, they're probably more talented than us in 99 because they, they were just running through guys. And you look at the scores of the box scores, you look back, I mean, double digits in, in offense and shutting people down offensively, and they ran through that that series. Not the 99 season undefeated going into that season, was it your, ex not expectation to be perfect, but your expectation to be the guy... No, honestly, I, I had a decent freshman year. I was a midweek starter. I pitched a little bit in the playoffs, in the regionals. And then my, my sophomore year, I got off to a good start, and I, I tweaked my groin. And it was something that was battling me the whole year. I was in and out the whole year. My, my sophomore year, I hardly threw. I kept, I kept tweaking my groin and pulling it in. And I think I, I tore it at one point. So really, I, I went to summer ball the summer going into my junior year and my sophomore year, going went to summer ball to Virginia. And I really found myself there. And I, I think summer ball is a big thing for, for young athletes or any kind of experience like that when you're on your own. And for me, that was really the first time I was on my own because I was growing up in Miami. You know, you find what works for yourself. You find uh, what, what's successful and what isn't. And that was a big summer for me. I got a lot of confidence. I pitched well. And I really, I really blossomed in that league uh, and gave me the confidence to, to take it into the fall. I, the expectation that I had was just to compete. I wanted, I wanted to get back out there and compete. I knew I could do it my sophomore year, but I just had injuries, and I just really wanted to, to go out there and have a full season and stay healthy. How aware were you of your record? Like, did that weigh on you at all? No, you know, baseball is one of those things that, at least for me, is, you know, you, like, you know, some guys say, you know, they're enjoying the game while they play. For me, personally, it was, it was so intense, you know, that it was, I wouldn't, you know, I get a little bit of enjoyment during the game. But it's more things that you reflect after the game that you you finally kind of you know get a, a chance to take your breath and take it in uh, and see what you really did. And honestly, when I had the streak going, it wasn't like oh keep it going because it really wasn't a record to break. I guess it was just right. you're undefeated and you keep it going. It wasn't like you know you're striving to to achieve or or break somebody's record. But it was cool. I mean, it was undefeated and you want to keep it. And I had Chris Clue, my second baseman that year. He came up twice when I was losing. The decision and he would and i you know in the sixth seventh inning he hit a double or he'd do a play and and put us on top and save me from from not losing 
So it was, you know, a lot of factors in that and, and, and took enjoyment in that. I mean, ending undefeated, of course, looking back now is amazing. But, it, you know, during while you're in it, you kind of kind of stay focused and, you know, you start realizing towards the end that you're still undefeated. It's pretty cool. And then you get to 10 wins and you're 10 and 0 and you want to go for 15 and all this other stuff. But in the moment, you just kind of try to stay focused and, 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 you know, do your job. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! Best game that year? Best performance? Best performance that I remember. I mean, there were, there were a few, and, you know, I had a high strikeout game. I think I struck out like 12 out of 15 batters in one game. You know, the FSU games are always big. I, I took pride in those. I think it was 3-1 career against against FSU. I liked, I enjoyed beating them, and, and, and you know, those games were intense. Those were fun. Uh, but the best game, I think, is my last one that I it pitched at UM uh, my senior year. You know, I was playing against, I think, FAU, and I, they got off to like a 4-0 lead on me in the first inning, got four runs, and ended up pitching a complete game, and they didn't get anything after that. And that was, I think, one of the more challenging mentally, you know, getting down so early, uh, but being able to, you know, you know, keep it going and, and shut them down for the rest. And, and being looking back now, that was my last game there, and, and you know, having the, the fans chant your name and, play, you know, your, your, your teammates are just very happy for you and, and elated and stuff. It was just a special feeling. It's one of the games that sticks out the most, for sure. Now, did you know you were around two coaches in J.D. and Gino? No, no, I, I didn't. Um, well, Gino was my coach for a couple of years. But, you know, J.D. was, you know, I always thought J.D. was going to make it to the big leagues. I thought he was going to have a, a hell of a career uh, in the major leagues. That's how that's how good he was. Uh, and he was a guy that didn't throw over, you know, 82, 83 miles an hour. But I always thought he was there, you know, he was always going to make it. And I never thought those guys would be, you know, now – the head coach and the head recruiter and head pitching coach. And, and I think JD's been there for almost 20 years, almost over 20 years and done a lot over there. And Gino's given a lot to the program. So yeah, I never thought that those guys would be uh, where they're at today. When his name came up in your speech, it, it got pretty touching. Uh, I'd imagine that has everything to do with what he's gone through with his family. Yeah. It was just a terrible, um, just a terrible experience. And until this day, I mean, it, it does, it's something that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, I think about every day. And it was just one of those things. I was I was close to him. Uh, we vacation, um, you know, my kids and, and his kids was something that uh, we were just close. And Adi was was something special. And you know, I, I truly believe that he would, you know, he 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 left his legacy because he was such a special a special boy. Um, but man, he he was just one of those kids that would bright up the room, make you laugh, crack a joke, you know, and get on your nerves. And, and it was just one of the guys. And I never forget it. I, I, 13 or 14, he felt like he was one of the guys on, on, on our team. You know, he was just one of those characters. And, and when we lost him, it was, um, it was very difficult. And it still is to, to go ahead and to think about that and, and what they've been through, him and Isha and the whole family. You know, what, what he does on a daily basis, I think, is something that's uh, extremely difficult. And I think it just shows the character that he is. A lot of people, I think, would have crumbled and, and, and he's, he's persevered coaching a lot of the kids that his son has, you know, he saw, he saw his son play with. So it's a daily reminder. Um, and he does it, man. He does it day in and day out. And he does a great job at it. He has, still has that fire. I talked to him 
this past week, and uh, he was just as excited as he was a player coming into this season because they know that they have a chance to do something special. And I think it's cool that after all these years, he still has that fire, and he still gets excited, and he still, you know, gets nervous, and he takes it to the next level, and hopefully they can keep it on. They're hot right now. They're playing well, and I hope it works out for them. But, yeah, it was, uh, you know, the Arteagas are very special to to us, for sure. If he was your coach and he came to take the ball from you, well, I guess that would be Gino, but right, how, how would that go? It depends on the game. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it depends on the game. I, I know, I know. Sometimes Laser tried to go out there and um, he walked right back in the dugout without the without the ball. So, and Coach Morris uh, also um, tried to get the ball. So you know, it's it would depend how the game is going, I guess. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's great seeing those guys out there. It's it's something to come back to the program and and it gives it more meaning when you go to the games now and you you have Gino and JD there. And, you know, you have uh, the guys that are there around the program, and it, it still makes it a special a special place to go see a game, for sure. You mentioned Gino and you mentioned his dad and just how important their family was to you and your family because your, your brother played there as well. How did they show their support? You know, why is that family so significant to your family? You know, Paul has always been a huge figure in, in the program. I knew Gino. Gino was a hell of a player for the UM, and, and when he played, but Paul was always around and he had that, just had that aura uh, and, and had that thing of, you know, bigger than life type of thing when you were a player. He was a great supporter and he didn't need to do that. You know, he, he really didn't. I, I, you know, even when I was a freshman, he gave me support. And as a freshman, I really wasn't, you know, I pitched midweek games and we had a lot of big league, you know, big, big time names. And he come around and, and, and talk to me and make conversation, talk about the game. Uh, it wasn't just small talk. And you can tell the guy actually cared. And Gino, to this day, still, you know, was, like I said, is a big supporter of, of me and my brother. My brother threw there, and he's just always had our back. It's different when you have a coach that's not the pitching coach. That's another coach that can give you, you know, a different kind of point of view. And, uh, you know, being he was able to go ahead and do that and and, and pick me up when I needed it. And, and uh, like I said, uh, Paul was a tremendous figure in the program. And I think, you know, he's making his dad proud for sure of what he's doing as a head coach. And I guess the, the dedication that he shows. And the passion that he shows is something that, uh, that yeah, it, it's great. If and when Miami's able to reclaim another title, if it's under the lead of both JD and Gino, how special would that be for guys like you? I think it would be it would be a celebration, like if we have if we had won it. Of course, you're always a hurricane till you die. That's always. The, but when you have you know when you have some skin in the game, and when you have coaches that are there that that you actually care for, that you talk to, that you know then they care about you. Uh, it'd be amazing for those guys. You know, I still give JD crap for not winning one. So I'm sure he's dying to get that ring on his finger. You know, these guys deserve it. They've earned it. I'm telling you, I'm sure every other program says the same thing about their head coaches and, and head recruiters. What these guys do, uh, the sacrifices, not having a summer, not seeing their families, not enjoying holidays or vacations. A lot of people don't know what they go through. They just think that these guys show up at three o'clock and, and practice for three hours and go home. You know, I talked to JD during the week and he's not even in Miami practicing. He's watching a tournament somewhere while the guys have, you know, Monday off and Gino's doing the same thing. So for those guys to go ahead and win would be something that I think they would deserve. Again, it takes a little bit of luck. They got to get hot at the right time, but for sure it'd be something special and they've earned it.
Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. You mentioned in your speech and you mentioned here, right, the U.M. was the Yankees. What was it like to be a Hurricane baseball player in Miami at that time? Like, what was it like to be a Yankee in collegiate sports, so to speak? A lot of fun. It goes with the territory. Uh, you know, if you watch a Yankee game now, they sell out wherever they go. Uh, when we would travel, I mean, those games would be sold out. And, you know, but they'd be gunning for you. Uh, and it doesn't matter, who, you know, who you're playing. They're going to try to do their best. They're going to give you their best, so you have to be ready. And I think it's kind of the same mentality. But we were the talk of the town. We were we were playing well. We were on TV most of the games at night in the local cable stations. So it was a nice thing to, you know, to go play the game, play well, and then go to the the restaurants or the, you know, and go see yourself on TV was was quite cool. When the games went well, when they didn't go so well, you really wouldn't go out. <laughs> but, uh, but that being said, uh, the feeling of 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 being on top of of having the recognition. Like I said, in, in you know, when you even when I went to pro ball, and you have guys that played in big time programs, LSU, uh, Florida, Texas, everybody wanted to know what it was like in Miami, because it, you know you come down here and you have you know the Miami nightlife and you have the beaches and you have the scenery, and you know you have the university and palm trees and sun and and guys, you know, think about well, how was it playing? And I think it was you know when you play well, it's great, you know. Like again, when you're not playing well, you know they get on you pre- pretty good and pretty fast. So. But yeah, it was just, um, I don't know, it, it's just a special thing being a hurricane and playing down here. And, and you can ask, I guess, a lot of the guys that you've interviewed or even guys in the program, you got to really want to be a hurricane. Uh, like I said, it's it's quite the sacrifice uh, to come down here and, 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 and perform and, and do well. So you're lucky because Javi Rodriguez made an appearance with KB. And then Clute, Clute came on there too for a few. Okay. And, and as soon as Javi came on, you could just tell the direction that things went. So... He's not here and he's not coming. Don't worry. There's no surprises. But if he were to make an, if he just happened to show up, how might he embarrass you? Oh, he has, he has an en- endless storybook of story of to embarrass me for sure. And uh, he will probably tout himself as, as, uh, or one of my keys to my success. I think him and Why is that? he would just say he was, you know, you wouldn't be that good if it wasn't if I was playing. I mean, Javi was a hell of a player uh, and he, he had an impact his freshman year all the way through his senior year. But yeah, he's, uh, I know we've been such good friends for, for such a long time. He, he definitely has some good stories. You mentioned pro ball. You're at it for seven years. Was it easy or hard to, to kind of hang it up? It was hard to hang it up because I didn't make it. I guess I gave it, I gave it such a good shot. I was so close multiple times. I mean, I played AAA most of, most of my career and I just had some untimely injuries. When I say, you know, you need luck in baseball, man. You need luck. You know, timing is, is everything. And, and um, I missed a couple opportunities getting called up to the big leagues. Um, but I enjoyed it. I saw, I've seen most of the country, seen other countries playing baseball because of baseball. And, and um, you know, things I think I've counted the states, I think it was 49 that I've been to. What's um, the one, what'd you miss? What I missed, just honestly, just. No, no, what state? Here. What state? Oh, what, what state did I miss? I didn't go to Alaska. Okay, I figured as much. That's probably the hard one. Yeah, and I think I think it was, yeah, I don't know if it was, uh, yeah, I never played in Alaska. We never had any teams, and I never played in uh, in Oregon. 
was the other one I didn't play in, in and didn't have any teams. And I think they had a team, but I never met, I never got to play. But yeah, those were like, you know, I, I don't know, but I still saw most of the country, man. It was great. And it was, you know, just an experience that I wish my kids can, can share. And, and, uh, you know, me and my wife talk about it, that we don't have to go abroad to vacation. You know, there's a lot of stuff to see in this, in this country and this, you can sort of show your kids a lot of things. And, and um, every state, every place has different uniqueness. People are, are unique and things are unique. And it's something that I will never, uh, I, I will always like enjoy that, that I had that experience for sure. And baseball was the main reason that I was able to do that. Last thing you mentioned, David, uh, timing as it related to the Hall of Fame and it sort of worked out and you mentioned your kids, right? That they got to see it, witness it, and right. were probably old enough to even, you know, have it be a, a you know, really good cognitive memory. Right. For you and for them. Right. So how special was that? It's probably the biggest thing that I've I've taken of this is that I'm able to enjoy this with my family. You know, my my wife and my my three children is to be able to enjoy this. She knows how much this this meant to me. And you know, having your kids, you know, light up when they say your dad's a Hall of Famer or, you know, they they kind of like, you know, like they have glossy eyes when they talk about, you know, things that I did here at UM. It, it's an amazing experience. My daughter's 6, she's going to be 7 now. She's going to remember it. You know, and, and my old, my middle one is nine and he's, he still talks about it. You know, that, you know, we're VIP. He doesn't, that's what he says. He doesn't say we're all, we're VIP at UM. And my oldest one is, is 16 and, and it's just something special. He's trying to make a, a go at it at baseball. And how's that going for you being the father watching your son play? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I found that out. I found that out with Danny. I watched Danny throw in the stands and I, I couldn't watch him. I'd be so nervous and, and a wreck. And this is worse than, than not playing. I'd rather be playing, you know, than, than having to sit up here. And and I learned that early on with Danny when he would throw. And, and then, you know, watching David now throw and work out, it's it's nerve-wracking, man. Like, I wish I'd just see a pitcher? On. Yeah, he's trying to pitch, yeah. He's trying to pitch, so he's he's trying to have a go at it. Hopefully the middle one's a hitter. I always hated the fact that if you had a bad outing, you had to wait five days to get back on the hill. So my hitter, my, my hitter buddies, I was always jealous. They have a bad game, and they laugh it off that night. Because they play the next day, and right. have opportunity to like break out of it. As a pitcher, you got to go through that misery for a week. So yeah, he's he, they, you know White's playing baseball as well, and Francesca's a soccer girl, and she's playing soccer. So everybody's active. I do enjoy other sports. I do enjoy watching soccer, and and or White playing basketball. It's an ease for me. You know, it's something right. special. But uh, but yeah, it, it's nerve wracking. I rather really <laughs> throwing the ball, man. It's nerve wracking. Uh, well, I guess if he needs an insurance policy on his arm, he knows where to get it, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Those are the kind of pitches I'm throwing now. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, congratulations. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Well-deserved. And I guess, as you said, the Thank timing you. was good. So as a father of two, I, I can only imagine if I ever reach those heights, it's good to have good to have your kids around the, to enjoy the uh, successes with you. It probably hits Absolutely. a little different. Josh, thanks for having me. It's great. And I, and, and, and I got to tell you, do something great for the university. This is, you know, this gives a little insight onto uh, – other eras in, yes. in the sporting world and, and uh, people that really didn't know what went on. And it's, it's a great show. Well, one thing, one thing I, I will have to say this, um, if I can, if I can, I'll see if I can scratch and claw a little bit. I just know when I was done with KB, Javi and Clute, I was like, forget the baseball. They had, they had way too much fun. They didn't even like, they only told me like a smidge. And I was like, right. they must've had a bl I don't know how they didn't get in trouble. Right. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that you know they, right. they played their four years so they, they they did okay they found ways to maneuver around it uh but needless to say i'd get called in the office a lot for 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 javi and you know because they knew we were very little friends and more coach morris would call me in and you never want to see your name on the board that says c3 and and uh our names were up there quite a bit at times so 
Luckily, we were good. Yeah. You got it. The Hall of Fame of performance and troublemaking. Yeah. We enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> your, VI- your true VIPs. We enjoyed ourselves, yeah. All right, David, thanks a lot for doing this. Congratulations again and appreciate you having you on. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. All right. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.